Jennifer. Hi, Richard. How are you? Good to Hi. see you. Fabulous. How are you? I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> and how does that feel? Uh, just, oh man, you know, the backdrop even looks a little older today. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your home in Chicago? Yeah, that was Northbrook, home of John Hughes, or as we call it, Hughesville, Shermerville. Anyway. Yeah, uh, the scene of many crimes right here across the street of St. Norbert's grade school. You know, and this is where, uh, you know, the, the pastor of the church used to come and have his shots of whiskey. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, At that time. I don't, you know, I, I, I always think of it in terms of, and I have been thinking about it lately. Mm -hmm. You know, we go through a, we go through the journey whatever it is, the journey we're on, you know, life to death. And we have a certain perspective of growing up, where we grew up, and our attachment to the emotions of it. You know, but of course, while you're living it, you're not really thinking about, oh, this is where I'm growing up. But later on, you look at photographs, you go, oh, well, there's the creek I used to hang out at. I used to play with my friend who's no longer on the planet. You know, you think about all the things that you used to do and it occurs to me that that's kind of the journey that we all have. That, yeah. you know, we're all remembering what we used to do. And then when you go into previous lifetimes, you're doing the same thing. That's super fun. So that might be something we might talk about today a little bit. Um, right. About process. Process. Blank, I see that blank sheet. Uh, the process of of incarnation, let's just call it that, of coming back to the planet. Uh, people get hung up on the term of reincarnation. What is that? And I know, it's a, another thing, what I'd like to say about that is you don't have to believe in it, who cares? If you don't believe in reincarnation, that's fine because technically, or past lives, because past lives, are they really past if they're affecting you now? Well, that's okay. what I wanted to try to address, if we can. And, and the reason because when you consider incarnation, what's that? If we can define what that is, you see, because we haven't defined it. No one's been able to define it. I mean, scientifically. But if we can talk about it, what is incarnation? And how do we define it? Well, it's by talking to people on the flip side. So how is the process of coming to birth? You know, what's it like? We've heard people on the flip side say consistently, well, I, you know, I chose this lifetime. I volunteered to participate and I, I agreed or whatever it was, or I was dragged kicking and screaming, you know, and I came back. So the process of incarnation coming to the planet, you know, people claim that they choose their parents. Most would you I say that? definitely believe that whether you're, whether you're adopted or not, I think that everything is, and, and we, but there's, I know that you'll get like, why would I choose my parents if they abused me? My parents did not, but I'm just saying I've heard that before. Often, and sure. Often, and back to like, if your lesson was to learn how to be, how to be compassionate or how to help other people, you know, help other children, let's say, not go through the same thing that you went through. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that we won't know until we reach. The flip side, yeah. But you know what? We can talk to people. Somebody was saying this to me the other day on Quora, which is nobody knows. Nobody knows the answer and to pretend like, anyway. But we can, we can ask people. And by asking people, we can come to a 
realization of what the answer might be. So for example, your dad is on the flip side. And if he doesn't mind, Jim, would you like to chat with us about the process? Oh my gosh, I just heard him say, don't mind if I do. <laughs> and so the question I would have for you, sir, is in terms of Jennifer choosing you as her parent, just along those lines, how did that work out? How, what, what was the pro, if you can, if you can access her sort of life planning session, how did it work out or come to be that you all decided to come together? This is not really an easy question to answer, but I'll do my best. That's interesting. He's like, Jennifer and I have the same DNA, but it's different. I'm like, is it the DNA in the universe? You know, and he's like, it's kind of- Philosophical DNA as opposed right. to physical. Well, and it is, we do have physical, but that's just part of it. Um, hold on a second. Oh. Um, he flashed back to one of the lifetimes where I left early and he says this, he says this time, um, because it was my turn to leave early. And for those of you that are just tuning in, my dad died from pancreatic cancer, pancreatic cancer four years ago. And the love of my life, we had about a month with him, but there's lots of stories that we've talked about over the years that have helped me in my grief. Thank you, Richard. Um, but that I, was didn't, I didn't get to meet Jim other than here. Right. Um, just like your mom with me. Uh, hold on a second. He's like, I needed to learn how to have a daughter that was like how you are. And he's laughing. I'm like, dad, you had six other kids. Like, you know, but he's like, but with you, you know that you were different. <laughs> and I'm laughing because all of us, you know, I can't help but think that if it was coming from any other spirit, maybe I'd believe it. But with my dad, I'm like, dad, you have rose colored glasses on kind of thing, right? Right. Um, I'm unique. And I was called, I was unique, like the whole, all the way growing up. I just was different than my brothers and sisters. But, um, hold on a second. Oh. We both had very spiritual paths going different ways to the same place. Paths or pasts? P-A-T-S or P-A-T-H-S? Paths. Okay, and so, and then along those lines, and I'm just trying to help people. We learned, in the, we learned from each other. And it was very I, difficult for him because he was a Mormon bishop to understand what I did for work. Right. But it, that's in terms of this journey in this lifetime. And I'm kind, I'm kind of asking this process of incarnation, the idea that, that Jennifer chose to be born to her mother and to have uh, Jim be her father, that process. So I'm, the reason is because is it's about incarnation, not about reincarnation right. or coming back. It's the okay. process of of journeying from over there to here, bringing some of your conscious energy to here. I'm laughing. He's giving me so many other things. Sorry. I'm like, well, why'd you pick this time period? And he said, because I love old cars. Like he loved old cars, you know? Oh, I loved old cars. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so your whole, yours, it's a general question. Why do we incarnate? 
right? Gen how, not why. Why is another, it, it depends on the person and their journey and their path. Okay, so how, how is what I'm asking. How did Jennifer, her energy move? Oh my in gosh, that was fascinating. He said it, he showed me like a little droplet, like, like a droplet of blood from my essence being dropped that as another lifetime. So it was okay. like, so to incarnate, we take, we have our soul and our soul and however you want to, because you show me so many different pictures, how we talked about the soul, if it was the ocean, each wave would be a, a life that you incarnate in. And he just showed me if the soul was, was, a, you know, a body, a heavenly body, that it's like a droplet of blood is another incarnate. Well, a, a droplet of liquid, let's just call it that because blood implies yeah. right. something it's a, else. A of, I just did that. A drop, it was actually effervescent. It wasn't blood. Okay, a droplet of light, let's say. A drop of light, Perfect. let's say. Okay, and if we Perfect. think of light as a liquid. So, and, and this is what I want to clarify. So when, when we, so the journey of the, the body of water that we are, the pool of water or the cup of water that we are, and a drop of that cup comes here to incarnate. But that droplet represents part of everything that we were before, correct? Correct. And it's also here to learn and get new information and learn new lessons. And so when that droplet goes back home. It's your essence. So when the droplet goes back to your essence, you're bringing back everything you've learned, A, and B, while you're here, and this is kind of what I think Luana wanted us to talk about because I had the sensation or the idea a couple of days ago that this process of who we are, because we are, of course, the physical person with all our foibles and all our DNA and all our stuff, but we also are this droplet, this droplet of the essence person Right. that is retaining all the different lifetimes we've had, whether you've been a warrior or a lover, fighter or a whatever. You carry all of those and then into this lifetime. Is that correct, Jim? Is that what I'm trying to get at? No, but you have the abilities, like you showed me my ability, you have the ability to have an aware, like the more awareness you have, the more you can extrapolate from your soul. Okay, that, okay. I, I see what you're saying, which is the droplet comes, but because Drop of filters on the brain, we aren't aware of all of that other the essence, but right. we can become, and correct me if I'm wrong, either hypnotherapy, mediumship, meditation, these are all avenues to become aware of what our essence is. And even church, yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, and even church. So- You got it, and even church. Thank you, Jim. And Luana, let's ask Lou, who's our moderator of our class, for those who don't know Luana Anders. She's been moderating our class for six years, and my close she's pal. Like, I'm letting you have it. My dad's laughing. She's laughing. She's like, you can go ahead and take this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lou, that my question for you is: There anybody on your list that we need to speak with? A, and B, is that? Did you want us to talk about process? Is there anything with Elvis? And would you know? Uh, let's find out. So is that who's on your list, Lou? Oh, that's so fascinating. Okay, hold on. To talk about the same thing. Okay, it's very good. Fun. Well, let's, can we bring him forward? Yeah, he's here. Okay. Um, he wants to talk about how music is also a droplet into your essence. 
Okay, please do. Droplet, so each droplet they're showing me is a certain light color. Okay. And so like it's, like what light? What give me? It's a magnet that takes you different places. So picture so the like, light. Print, what like color? All, all the coincidences when you're following your path. Correct if I'm wrong. If you're following your path, it takes you effortlessly to certain situations if you don't fight it, if you're following your dharma or if you're following what your purpose. Oh my gosh, I got shown my son. My son said that intuition, he goes, intuition is, he goes, I believe that's the closest thing you can get to saying the word God. Because if you use your intuition, you're following God or you're following the, you know, and this is somebody that, you know, my son doesn't necessarily think it's a white, you know, a white man in this, looking like you in the sky. No pun intended, Richard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not but me. <laughs> he's saying just it is it's when you're following it, you're you're doing something right. And when you're not following your when you're not following it and you have that little angst, you're doing something wrong. Or you feel something wrong. Okay. Right? But that magnet goes my, that magnet of where you're supposed to go gets blocked and goes somewhere else. Okay. And just in terms of process, okay. that refers to the idea that God is not a person or no. a being per se, but the pool of the, the pool of the, the pool essence of the pool of droplets, pool of droplets. Yeah. yes and that's the ocean let's call it ocean of consciousness or the oceans of essence or whatever that would be everybody combined everything combined so that's why we're always interconnected connected right. to each other tethered right. but but at the same time when you're here it trying to navigate the planet with this human being if you find yourself going up against something then that may be, that's not the thing you're supposed to go with. Mm -hmm. to, to allow your, allow your intuition, whatever you want to call that. Um, it's funny, I'm now remembering lines from movies of mine where I think it was Nancy Allen in Limit Up makes a joke about following her intuition. It's your intuition, you know, somebody says that to her. Um, it's your so, intuition that says you should be with me. It's your intuition that says it. Well, Lou, is that is that what you want to riff on and talk about? And it goes for, they just showed me William Shakespeare and for writing and for, you know, and they showed me, what, David Bowie, what? Oh, Mork. Mork and Mindy, Robin Williams, for all of it. Okay. He goes, I have lots of droplets. <laughs> okay, so, but let's talk about those droplets for a second. So Elvis, Aaron, Presley, Mr. Presley, you came forward to mention that music, and so uh, just to clarify, you, how many lifetimes can you, are you aware of that you had a musical background? It's been infinite. Lot, a lot of lifetimes. Not specifically like this one and that one, but almost all of them, let's say. Almost all of them. And so, so partially it's like you chose. And he went and when he didn't go with it, something happened. Well, we've had a wonderful interview with him and his manager. We did a, it's a chapter in uh, Backstage Pass to the Flip Side, where we talked to, talked to both of them and how they talked about his manager, uh, Colonel Tom Parker. He talked about how they'd had other lifetimes together before and how this was just another version of that, one playing a different role than the one it played the last time, and that they were like meant to be together. But let's focus on music for a second. The mm -hmm. idea of color, of art, art being a color, what's the color that came to mind when he was showing you droplets? It's like a 
like a, it's almost like a bluish purple, but so bright. I can't, it's like, it's iridescent. Purple. Okay. A bluish, per well, and in terms of the research, people talk about on the spectrum of light, they talk about how souls, like younger souls are on the lighter area of the spectrum and then dark, more evolved souls are on the purple end. That makes but sense. He also said that, which would make sense, but he also said that I'm like, does it have to do with the energy centers? Because if you think of singing, it's your throat chakra or your throat and energy center, which is blue. Well, okay. It, that, but that's something that somebody may see in a meditation, you see? It may be something that others have seen in a meditation, but doesn't necessarily mean it's blue for everyone, right? No, nobody, nobody, everybody has unique, their own unique frequency or their own unique blend of droplets. Yeah. Take them where they need to go. And it changes color depending upon where you are. Like if you're, if you're physically not able to do something, thank you, they just showed me, then your droplets will change. Well, here's the thing. And this is where it gets into this fine tuning because people have a tendency to think, oh, I'm a singer or I'm a writer because it was gifted to me by God. That's what they tend to think or by whatever, or Buddha or, you know, whatever their religion is. I guess. It, it was a gift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the point being that we choose our lifetimes. This is fundamental. We choose to come here. And so when we choose who we're going to be, whether it's Elvis, Aaron Presley, or Jennifer, or me, we think, all right, I'm going to find a way to bring that color, those droplets of that essence of who I am into that person so I can continue the story. Right. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> Your dad went, no. All right, I love that. No, they said yes. I was trying to follow it. They, they, had, they were showing me something as well. And I just lost Go ahead. it. Um, the characters get rearranged, but the droplets remain the same. So, for instance, like my dad saying that, you know, I was a child, like before we, we switch, like we switch roles in the play, but your essence remains the same and your groups carry the majority of, your soul groups carry the majority of the same essence. Okay, well, focus on that for a second. You did mention Will Shakespeare. So right. the idea of, so think of that in terms of an actor, right? An actor who's choosing different role, what? No, I just, they're just giving me the chills, sorry. <laughs> okay, but you're choosing different roles at Meryl Streep, let's say. She's gonna go on stage and she's gonna play different characters. In the audience, you're aware, oh, that's Meryl, I know her, she's great. But while you're watching her, you're focused on who she's playing. And she is inhabiting the role, the persona of that person, but she's still Meryl Streep, you see? So that would be like a, a metaphor of this example, which is we are get up on stage, there's a nose tap, we get up on stage. I mean, Luana was an actress, you know, she's in over 300 TV shows and movies. She played a role and she embodied that role, but of course she wasn't, that role but if you only saw her once or twice in a show you'd go oh that's that wacky you know, care whatever that is you see so i think that's what mr presley was trying to say that you know we might choose different ways but we're bringing that sort of thread with us each time that we come along the path that thread of music that thread of art that thread of shakespeare does will want to stop in and say hi 
He says, there's a lot of Shakespeareans out there. <laughs> what does that mean? Better than, he says, better than me, writers. Oh, writers, come on. They come, they come in different, he's showing me writers for, you know, newspapers, writers for documentaries, writers for scripts, writers for television, writers for movies and plays and books. Does he also mean writers? Yeah, have, hold on. Go ahead. They all could have been part of one soul. Oh, that's so fascinating. So you, it's advancement. So you take what you, ah, you guys stop showing me so much. Okay. It's like, it's like you start off as a caveman writer. He literally showed me like Fred Flintstone or a cartoon writer. And then you, every time you come back here, you remember how handing the baton to yourself to be your, the best version of yourself? It just keeps getting better and better. And so you try all these different things like working for a newspaper, working for a television stage, like all those same droplets, but they're, you're, you're, you keep advancing however that looks like in your lifetime, right? Yeah. And so they showed me something. Mm -hmm. What was it? Oh, they showed me an Olympian, you know, the Athens. They showed me Athens where the athletes were there. Because in some instances, things go backwards before they get better. Oh, so I don't know. drop the baton. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> they aren't ready to carry the baton. They got, they had their hand back there and it, it just fumbled it. Same with worlds. Same like, with what? With worlds, like, or with, I don't know if you've heard of Atlantis or Lumeria, like the Lumerians. They're restaurants in West Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's people that know what I'm talking about. And for those people that know what I'm talking about, Atlantis was so advanced that they destroyed themselves. And we've had something similar like this where I've discussed it with my, um, when I did a past life regression where they, they were doing a test on to see if we could do, you know, what we could do here. Remember? Yes, I do, of course. And I do remember all these references. It's just I'm being you're just playful. Playing, you're just I'm being, being playful sure. only because people, I was talking to someone the other day, uh, my brother, and I said, you know, sometimes Jesus shows up in these conversations. And he, he tried not to roll his eyes, but he got stuck, like halfway rolled. And I said, what? He said, you say the guy's name and my eyes roll. I can't hear anything else you say. So it's, that's true for oh, some. And I totally get it. I so that's it. why I'd be playful, which is, listen, Atlantis could be, could have been on Earth, but it could have also been in another planet, could have been in another universe, could have been on Earth in another uh, iteration of Earth, parallel universe, blah, blah, blah. But I understand what you're saying, which is, people the earth is an experiment planets are experiments and he's saying we're experiments we're experiments and they can go wrong the baton does not get passed and we are in a critical point correct me if i'm wrong well, where our planet needs to be fixed we go through situations to to determine like there is no wrong in the way that we manifest our lives yes if we go against the I mean, we could talk about this stuff but what they showed me was that you learn from it each lifetime you learn from it you take it with you you learn from it and you go like it'll hit you in the next lifetime like hey maybe you shouldn't go out with that person <laughs> remember this <laughs> or why are you you know there's just certain things that happen that it, there is what they're saying if i'm reading if i'm listening to this correctly 
Um, there is no wrong way to live your life. Right, very problematic for people to hear. It's your job. It's your job to make yourself happy. So obviously, if you're if you're pulling out guns and shooting people, there's a problem with that. You're also not following your intuition. You're also going against the grain. You're also doing something that's horrible. Yeah. They're not saying live your life like that. Like there is no wrong way. What they're saying is that when you make a mistake, or if you have a relationship that you feel was a mistake, it's actually going to be category. It's going to get cataloged somewhere in your database that will come up later on of what not to do. Yes, and along those lines, I think it's also you important. You, you learn from it. And it's also important to point out, just to follow our metaphor, each one's a stage performance. And while you're on stage, you learn all kinds of things. The essence of stage drama is conflict. And so if you have a lot of conflict, you're gonna learn more. But, you know, I think it's important to point out that we're not only on stage, a portion of our consciousness of that essence, that droplet is on stage, but there's a portion of our essence, those other droplets that are in the audience, off stage, back home, watching what we're doing on stage, either being bored by it, being annoyed by it. Come on, come on. You're, it's time for you to do the thing that you're supposed to do. We keep, I keep giving you Hints, I keep dropping things in front of you. Pick up the sword and run down the block. I mean, that's es essentially what we hear in this research, which is, they it's, showed, they go showed ahead. Very interesting too, sorry. They keep showing me things where you talk. They also showed me family members. Like, you're, like for instance, they showed me Jack and they showed me Blake. And those are little droplets that are part of your droplets. <laughs> like there's still things that, you know, when you do well, they do well. When they do well, you do. Like, there's still things that you're doing for each other without consciously being even aware of it. And that goes also in line with people talking about soul groups or I call them classrooms because it's just easier to sort of conceptualize. People all have a homeroom, you know, yeah. before you go to school. And then you go off to different classrooms and you learn different things. And in your homeroom are all those people that you normally incarnate with. They could be your kids, they could be your parents. And so you're always learning with them and by them and through them, especially since they gave you a thumbs up when you started the journey. Right. What was that? What are you looking at? What do you got? Learning from the dead. We learn so much from the dead, how to live. Wait a minute. They're not dead if we can learn from them. I know. It's all like. I know. I know. Listen, I think it's a funny idea. I nobody's dead. Nobody ever dies. We know that. And like, so learning from our loved ones, like, and I, it's interesting because I only believe I'm talking to my dad when I'm with you, Richard, which is insane, but that's the truth. And then there's times where you know I know you get you feel that essence. The more that you feel, you're connected the more that you feel infinite, the more that you feel infinite, show me the more that you're, you're not trapped in your body, that you're out there getting more of your essence back to you. So the, because if you sit there in your body and you're not going anywhere, like you're not, your awareness is stuck or you're not, you're, you're, and again, 
it's not wrong if you're like this, but, but the best way to be, and that's why meditation is so important is to get out of your head, to get into that infinitesimal, you know, matrix of knowledge. Allow yourself to allow yourself to sort of tap into yourself, the person in the audience. So you're on stage. If you meditate, you can actually converse with the guy, the person in the audience. But Lou, I want to ask you a question. I know I'm going to lose Jennifer in about five minutes. No, nine minutes. Five-ish. But here's the question for you, Lou. Um, And is this something you brought up a couple of nights ago? Usually it's like two nights before we do this, I get some kind of a dialectical argument and I'm waking up and I'm like, what? And in this case, it was about how when we inhabit, it's not that we have more than one person within us because people do that thing of walk-ins and they talk about souls going in and out, but it's that we, who we are is a multiplicity of who we are. So in other words, not only am I Richard, but I'm also, you know, all these other people that I'm aware of now, the Greek sculptor who never did anything in his life, uh, the French cad who got stabbed by some guy's, somebody's jealous husband, all those people, or the Tibetan monk, you know, the, whatever, the guy, the, the Brahmin priest who live in Kerala, those are all me. And I was having this conversation the other night where it was trying to identify the fact that you're all those people at the same time, which is like, sounds like multiple personalities. But Lou, is that what you wanted me to address? She said, yes, but you can be infinite by not declaring all of them. Wow. You can be infinite by not declaring. You mean declaring to other people or declaring to yourself? By putting yourself in a box with all the people that you're, you were supposed, you know, that you were. They're saying if you're really, truly connected, which we all are, in everything, and they just showed me like the dolphins and the ocean and the trees, then you're an 800 year old tree as well. Like there's not, you're infinite. And that's what they truly want us. They're hammering it over my head about being infinitesimal. Like just by not having any end, not having any beginning. And when we have, when we can get into that space, then we can draw, like they showed me not only drawing upon our past and future, but it's not our, it's everyone's. Because we're able to tap in, because they showed me tapping into the other into the other side. We're getting we're connected to that, right? Right. That's how we're getting the information for this podcast today, right? Right. Um, and it's stuff that we all have been we've all been told, but they do it in such a way, you know. When I they make it so easy for me, even though I won't remember it five minutes later. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. And, but, but I, but I think now I understand what she's saying, which is the reason she brought up the topic, the reason that became part of the topic, which is to understand because as humans, we use language to create boxes. We use syntax to put a medium or a psychic medium or a Jennifer, the psychic we put all these Richard, the filmmaker, whatever, you put boxes around people all the time, psychopath, you know, or 
criminal or evil and all these things, but we're connected to everyone. We're all connected to these droplets. And so that's kind of what she's talking about, which is, yes, you were all of those droplets, mm -hmm. and but you're also everybody else. Right. And if you can see that, that you're connected to the trees, you're connected to the dog, the cat, the, the thing, everything. Like, so if you woke up and you said, what would I love to be, what would I love for the connection to be in my awareness? Because you're already connected, so you don't have to be connected, but what can my awareness bring in that would help me throughout the day? And just allow it to show up. Like when I got, when I got that, I actually got the ocean water whether it's cleansing out, you know, whatever, my office, my aura, you name it. I'm not even going to ask, but that's what just came to me. Yeah, ocean, ocean. Well, the yeah. sea also, we're talking about droplets, right? So it's the ocean of humanity and the ocean of reality, all that stuff being connected. I always think that walking into nature is probably the most dramatic shift that you can do because your nose is assaulted, your feet your hands, your eyes are all assaulted by things that you're, you've tuned out. And by walking through a forest or walking into the water or walking through the sand, these are all ways for you to connect to how you're connected. Show me what I am closest to energy-wise. I'm trying, so I just got like the one, two, three. So it's, a, you know, I haven't done this before. Show me, and you know, this is something new for me even, but they're, they're saying, show me what, um, oh, show me what would be helpful in my awareness. You're saying to them, you're asking your higher self, show me what would be helpful. In my awareness. In my awareness, to connect to you. And it could be a feeling, it could be a picture, it could be a gadget, like mine was- Could be all, music. All of a sudden I felt peaceful. Like I felt peace come over my heart. When I, what? When you felt when I, asked, when I just asked that question, um, please put in my awareness what I should have. What is it? What, whatever I said before. <laughs> but please put in my awareness the thing that will help me to be aware. So a feeling of peacefulness. Right. A feeling of calm. So that would be perfect for you. Other people, it might be, correct me if I'm wrong, Lou, diving into the ocean or walking yeah. in a forest. Yeah. That, and then, that connects them. And then you can ask even more questions from there and just see where that goes. You know? So, okay, very good. So, I'm Lou. I have to go. I know you do. So the process is to meditate and focus on the thing that connects you to you your do, awareness. You could do it anytime, anywhere. Anytime that you think the thought is being dropped in your head, we think we're thinking it like, oh, let me ask that question when they're actually telling us to ask it so they can give us an answer. Very right? good. But um, like, bye, okay. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, uh, Elvis. We appreciate you stopping by. And Jennifer, thank you for your gifts. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, Richard. Bye.